Are you anxious? Stressed? Mind racing? Do you have trouble sleeping? Are you looking for secrets to peace and a happier life? Join Spiwe Jefferson, certified mindfulness practitioner and lawyer, dedicated to helping you learn to apply mindfulness meditation to the personal and professional challenges of everyday life. Harness the power of mindfulness meditation to live and work to your highest and best purpose, starting with just five minutes a day. Hi, and welcome to Mindful in Five, where we learn how to apply mindfulness and meditation to the challenges of everyday life in bite-sized episodes for people with no time. My name is Spiwa Jefferson, and today we have a very special guest who will talk to us about mindful leadership. If you lead a group of people or an organization, this episode is for you. Much has been written about leadership, but can mindfulness help you become a better leader? And if so, how do you apply it? To discuss this with us today is my friend Renee. Hi, Renee, and welcome to Mindful in Five. Hi, and thank you so much for allowing me to be with you today. What would you like our listeners to know about you? I would like our listeners to know that just like them, I wear many hats and embody many roles in life. Um, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, sister, aunt, friend, uh, business advisor and mentor. However, the most important role I would say is that of servant leader. So in every capacity, I strive to live a life of service to others that glorifies God. That is awesome. And, um, Renee and I go way back, so it's a delight to have you on this podcast. We attended law school together, and we both worked in the same law firm. I had graduated and was practicing at the firm, and I think, Renee, you are a summer intern there. Is that right? That is how I started. I think I continued over as the semester uh, resumed, but yes, definitely, I started as a summer intern. Yeah, so we had the pleasure of working together, and then we have been friends for a long, long time. So I am privileged to have you here. One more question before we dive into our topic. For those of you who are new to this podcast, we have two tracks for email subscribers, the Classic Edition and the God Lovers Edition for people who want to invite God into their mindfulness meditation practice. So Renee, are you a member of Team Classic or are you a member of Team God Lovers? I am a member of Team God Lovers. Fantastic. Now, Explain to us, when we say mindful leadership, how do you define that? Well, I suspect there are as many definitions as there are mindful leaders. Former CEO of Starbucks and self-professed mindful leader Howard Schultz defines it as leadership that honors people above profits. And then according to the Institute for Mindful Leadership, it is development of leadership presence by cultivating focus, clarity, creativity, and compassion in the services service of others. I personally define it as 
leadership marked by focused presence that is at once both self-aware and other aware. It is a leadership style that requires you to be fully present as you navigate the impact of self and decision-making in relation to others on both a micro and a macro level. On a micro level, it relates to your personal interaction with the individuals and people groups you lead. And then on a macro level, it contemplates the impact of your decision-making on individuals, people groups, and society as a whole. Well, gosh, Renee, with that definition, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of pressed to ask uh, a, a follow-up question, which is, you know, for the people who are listening to this podcast, who are not leading other people. So if I don't have direct reports, uh, can I still be, and, and should I still strive to be a mindful leader? Absolutely. Uh, I think it is a misnomer. We often think of leadership as a forward-facing leading the pack, but there is a notion of leading from behind. So in every capacity that we embody, there are opportunities for leadership because we are in fact influencers, uh, be it through direct activity or simply our way of being. And um, so I'm going to amend the thing I said at the top of the of the show. Um, I think I said, if you lead people or something like that, if you lead a group of people or an organization, and actually what you're telling us is you don't have to lead a group of people. Uh, leadership is how you show up in your work and your day every day. Absolutely, absolutely. So share with us, uh, what are some of the benefits of mindful leadership? Well, because a mindful leader is both fully present and self-aware, um, and they're also other aware and they lead by example, I think one of the benefits is that it increases one's ability to motivate and inspire. And that actually harkens back to the notion of we often lead from behind. Our way of being is a source of inspiration and can motivate others. Um, and because mindful leaders are self-aware, they tend to cultivate self-awareness in others. On a micro level, this ultimately translates to stronger teams, increased productivity, innovation, and proactive problem solving. And that's because people feel empowered with creative license. And then on a macro level, I think it leads to better decision making because it changes how one makes decisions. It necessarily asks two questions. One is, how can my leadership inspire and empower the individuals I interact with on a day to day basis? And then secondly, it asks, how can my decisions enhance the lives of people, both individually and collectively and on a local, national and global scale? Wow. Um, that is really interesting. And it makes me think of an adage I heard once that people won't always believe what you say, but they will always believe what you do. So that idea of leading from behind um, really is about how we manage ourselves and how we show up into in the workplace. So share with us, Renee, what does it look like in action? Can you share with us how you employ mindful leadership? Absolutely. I think mindful leadership looks like being fully present. It's not distracted or impatient. It also looks like honesty and awareness of self and others. And it looks like compassion and consideration. 
In short, it looks other-centered. To apply that in a practical manner, for example, in my life as a founder and executive producer of a multimedia production company, I employ mindful leadership in driving the mission and values of the organization. On a mindful, uh, on a micro level, I employ it in my interactions with our leadership team, staff, consultants, and vendors. No two persons are alike and everyone has different motivators. And my goal is to create a culture that honors people first. So I purpose daily to be fully present in every interaction and seek to understand what motivates the people I work with. And then I try to play to those motivations. On a macro level, it is exemplified by how I do business and the type of content that we produce. Our goal is to do business in a way that positively impacts our internal and external communities. In fact, one of our value statements is we love everyone to life in every interaction. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we're committed to producing content that uplifts societal good and positively impacts the interests of our local, national and global community. And so that directly relates to the macro decision making. We've made a decision to do that. Well, that sounds amazing. So for the person who's listening and who says, gosh, uh, I too would like to be that kind of leader. How can a person become a mindful leader? Well, you know, I don't think mindful leadership is something that comes naturally to most people because human beings are basically self-centered. However, it's definitely a leadership style that can be learned. And it begins by adopting a personal mindfulness practice with the aim of first becoming self-aware and fully present. Um, I think one must first become self-aware of who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, and the ebbs and flows of the same, but without judgment, just simply aware. For me, this is accomplished through mindfulness meditation that incorporates self-reflection practices. Mindfulness meditation, as you know, teaches us to be fully present. And then self-reflection teaches us to be self-aware. As we become fully present and self-aware, there's a natural progression towards other awareness. In this phase of mindfulness development, one contemplates self in relation to others. How can I use myself which includes my strengths and my weaknesses, to inspire others to acts of greatness. It requires me to be fully present and aware in my interaction with others as I seek to understand, albeit to varying degrees, the people I interact with on a day-to-day basis. It actually harkens back to the early development every child goes through as they learn to interact with the world. In the beginning, a child seeks to understand others to achieve a desired aim usually a self-centered one, i.e., how do I get this person to do what I want them to do <laughs> because I want them to do it for my yes. benefit, yep. you know? Yep. So because as human beings, we're basically, even from infancy, we're basically self-driven. Mindfulness, as it relates to leadership, adds an additional lens. And it asks the question, how can I inspire others to achieve a desired aim for their benefit and the benefit of others. Mm. So let's suppose that you have somebody who's like, I love it, I'm, I'm doing that. Um, and they do it for a bit and they get off track. So what should a person do if they find themselves getting off track? 
you must immediately work to recenter yourself. Again, you must start with yourself being in a place of centeredness and aware. There are a number of ways that they can accomplish this. Personally, I find that I get off track when I neglect my daily meditation practices. So I recenter myself by returning to the discipline of meditation. Mm -hmm. I'm a God lover. So my meditation practice includes meditating on biblical scriptures, prayer. I sometimes employ meditative movement, and I try to spend at least 30 minutes in reflective silence and breathing exercises each day. I find that when I am recentered in who I am, i.e. I'm fully present and I'm self-aware, I'm better able to relate to others and discern the impact of self, myself, and my decisions on others. Well, this is very helpful information, Renee. And what is your thought on how these principles translate? As you said, you're a God lover. So how does this uh, concept translate for God lovers? So for me as a God lover and a Christ follower, uh, it directly relates to a biblical scripture I often find myself coming back to in both my personal and professional interactions. And that's Philippians 3, 3 through 4. And it admonishes us to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility to consider others, even as we consider ourselves. Each of us should look not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. As a Christ follower and God lover, it translates to every interaction in every, in, in every area of my life. Okay, so if we were to recap and distill this for our listeners, um, the first thing I feel like I take away from this is in everybody can be a mindful leader. And um, if you were to say sort of the high points, the if you remember nothing else from this conversation, what would you advise our listeners to take away? I would advise our listeners to most definitely cultivate a practice that will allow you to be centered and present. Um, and then in that, contemplate self. Uh, Self-reflection is something that's difficult to do, but it's, I think, one of the most important disciplines in life um, because we perceive ourselves, quite frankly, in relation to others. And if we don't have an accurate uh, view of ourselves, it most certainly impacts how we move through the world. And so I think that is one definite takeaway and necessary part in the personal evolution of any individual. And then to also remember that leadership is not always the person who's standing up on the pedestal. We can lead from behind and we all lead every day with every interaction. The question and the choice is, how will I lead? Hmm. It's a little bit like your personal brand, absolutely, um, which is what that reminds me of. So what are some resources our listeners can tap into to learn about mindful leadership? Well, you know, uh, finding the space to lead, a practical guide to mindful leadership. It was written by Janice Matarano, who was the former vice president and general counsel of Procter & Gamble. And she's also the founder of the Institute for Mindful Leadership. And you can find out more about that resource at uh, www.instituteformindfulleadership.org. 
And then there's also another book uh, written by Howard Schultz in partnership with Joanne Gordon called Onward. And while it is not about mindful leadership per se, because he is a mindful leader, there are all sorts of gems uh, about the discipline of mindful leadership in that. And then I also recommend Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday podcast. Um, it has a whole series on mindfulness that includes mindful leadership thought um, some, from some of the leaders. And I found it to be a really great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Super Soul Sunday fan. So, (laughs) and a lot of her, and I think, you know, what I'm finding as I talk to people about mindfulness is there are lots of people who don't think of themselves as particularly mindful people, but they're engaged in mindful behaviors. And um, so it's not the thing that you wake up one day and say, I am now going to be a mindful person, but it does take focus and effort and intention to stay focused and present in the moment without judgment. And it's frankly, it's pretty difficult. Um, So, you know, friends, there are many resources out there that will teach you how to do random things mindfully, like how to mindfully walk or how to mindfully eat a raisin. The mindful in five difference is that we strive to apply mindfulness to the challenges of everyday life. Leadership is certainly one of those things that if you are uh, new to contemplating it, you want to learn how to do it well. And um, if you have been sort of focused on leadership for a while, you realize that you're always a student and you continue to grow as a leader. Renee, thank you so much for adding to our arsenal of mindful tools for um, leaders today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy to be able to share with your audience. Absolutely. Likewise. And I always enjoy your company. So every day that I get to listen to you is a privilege. Um, Friends, if you have graduated to Mindful Ninja status by getting the weekly emails, give yourself the luxury of time by using the five-day, five-minute meditations this week to examine ways in which you can improve your leadership approach. If you are not a Mindful Ninja yet, uh, you can sign up in the notes for this podcast. You will immediately receive a proven five-step toolkit to jumpstart your meditation practice in addition to new guided meditation each uh, guidance each month and invitations to meditation sessions live with me and members of our Mindful in Five community. Until next time, this is BYA saying, be mindful and be well. Thank you for listening to Mindful in Five. Join the Mindful in Five community at www.mindfulin5.com to sign up for the weekly companion emails to this podcast, which include a new guided meditation each month and five-day, five-minute meditations to supercharge your journey towards inner peace and success. Visit the Instagram page at Mindful in 5 or the Facebook page at Speedway Publications. Until next time, be mindful and be well.